She bought that. The 70s one? No, oh. I did. Oh. <laughs> Bitch. You're listening to The Fitting Room with Brooke and Bachuga. Ciao, buongiorno a tutti. Siamo qui al Fitting Room con Brooke e Pechuga e oggi parleremo da House of Gucci. Hi guys. <laughs> Our lovely Johnny speaks Italian. I <laughs> What the fuck? You told me that last night and I I'm dying over here. Um, As we were leaving the House of Gucci, which is yeah. why I was speaking in Italian. So, let's get to it. Okay, so we had a fitting room field trip last night and Johnny and I ran to the theater to see House of Gucci. Yes, we did. <laughs> I mean, it it was part of work, right? I yeah. mean, it was Oh, absolutely. It was a task that we kind of had to give ourselves. So, yeah, so we're going to break that down today for a little bit and then hopefully talk about a couple other things. There's some pretty big fashion news going on. All right, Johnny. <clears throat> <laughs> House of yes, Gucci. House of Gucci. Where do I start? <laughs> a dream in Lycra. What was it? She, well, she had said, okay, so there's this line that we were like cackling about because she's, Patrizia walks in to Paolo, who's Jared Leto's character, um, who like really, he's like dying to be like the designer for the House of Gucci. This, of course, is like in the middle of the movie, so we're kind of like going to be bouncing around here. But <laughs> she walks in and she's kind of like gassing him up. And she's like, oh, like trying to get on his good side. <laughs> and she's like, oh, your designs are, they're so original. They're so beautiful. And she he has this outfit on a mannequin and she's like oh this reminds me of this reminds me of childhood and then he says it's a memory in lycra (laughs) (laughs) okay by the way (laughs) we were dying we were like laughing i think the movie was just like by the way this this was us during the movie like as the movie Absolutely, was going just like but we weren't the only ones we weren't the only oh ones no, laughing no okay but anyway so for those of you that have been not in the know the house of gucci it's going to premiere december 16th in italy so italians haven't seen italians it italians haven't seen no, they it haven't yet. which i'm curious to see what the reception is going to be like over there yeah because the reception here in the united states hasn't been that good i feel like it's been mixed right I mean, like okay yes i i think a lot of people are panning gaga's performance for not living up to the expectations yeah. i mean but that's of no fault of her own i think that and you and i were discussing this last night like in a star is born she plays herself yeah yeah so. yeah, yeah we kind of chatted about that i think she's a great actress mm-hmm. and it's funny because you had asked me last night you were like why did you want to see this movie? And I was like, well, one, the story is just completely insane. Do you want to tell people like what? And enthralling, yeah. I've known the story. I'm a big Adam Driver fan. Mm. I love movies. I started off doing costumes. I don't know if everyone knows that. So it's like a big part of why I see films is because I just like love costume design. And and obviously it's like this cast is fucking packed of stars. Like so many amazing actors minus Jared Leto. (laughs) Who I told... 
Brooke, I'm like, that's my boo. Like, don't. He was like, you do not speak ill. Don't come of, after Jared. Oh my like, guy. And I was like, I'm sorry, I just can't. Brooke also doesn't like J Lo, so we have like. <laughs> I, okay, well, okay, we'll break down J Lo at some point. But I, it was funny because I had asked you. I was like, yeah, like, yeah. what about you? And you were like, Gaga. Yeah, yeah. Straight, straight up, I came for Gaga. I came for Gaga. Yeah, I mean, you said you also wanted to see the film because of Gucci. Because of Gucci, exactly. Yeah. Like Gucci. I mean, I'm wearing Gucci slides today. Oh, cute. I had Gucci on yesterday. I fucking love Gucci. Okay. Like, it is just like one of those brands that, like, okay, sure, they've had like highs and lows. Yeah. But there's just something. I just think it luckily has been such a mainstay in the culture. Mm-hmm. I just really love seeing what they do every season. And just to have this insane story, you know, sort of like enveloping this major fashion house is just like, it's so fun. I mean, which is like kind of dark because it's like about a murder. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess we should say like spoilers. We probably should have said that at the beginning. Yeah, totally. Spoilers This whole session is a spoiler (laughs) alert. Like... Yeah, basically. Don't. So Maurizio Gucci, his father, mm-hmm. Rodolfo Gucci, he when Rodolfo died, Maurizio assumed 50% of Gucci, which he shared with his uncle Aldo, and Aldo had given some of his shares to his son Paolo. So there was a lot of drama. There was a lot of just sort of like trade war stuff going on. And then Maurizio partnered with Investcorp. Investcorp. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maurizio had secretly partnered with Investcorp to buy out Paolo and Aldo's half. And then eventually Maurizio was such a bad businessman. He just like really just started spending shitloads of money, like buying cars and homes and watches and all of this crazy stuff. And he just was really just not a very good businessman. Ended up just sort of running Gucci into the ground and Investcorp came back to him and they were like, we can't do this with you anymore. Like you're basically like killing us. And so they ended up buying out his shares. And so for what was such a long-standing family-owned and family-run business in the mid-90s, the family lost complete control of the company, yeah. which is devastating. I thought that was pretty devastating. Like, at the end of the... When they explained that, to date, no Gucci member now is... Even involved. Involved in yeah. the brand at all. Because Reggiani has been released after serving only yeah. 18 years. Yeah, that's right. She She's was out. She was sentenced to to 29 yeah. years in prison and she was released uh, after 18 years in 2016 she has two daughters Allegra and mm-hmm. Alessandra yeah. who want nothing to do <laughs> with Patrizia we didn't even chat about Patrizia uh, Pat- really so <laughs> well, pa- <laughs> so she Patrizia was Maurizio's wife mm-hmm. and as it is portrayed in the film they're like at a disco they meet at a party and she realizes who he is and so then she like kind of stalks him in a way basically they start dating and then they fall in love and there's a bunch of other stuff that happens but as it's portrayed and I think it's the same in the book is Patrizia really I think did have a very good head for business yeah and so she had given she was really the driving force behind Maurizio really even getting involved with Gucci and just kind of really coming in and being like hey this is your family this is this is really important this is going to be basically our nest egg like we have to get involved and was really sort of behind like all of him getting back into the business and kind of taking Gucci back 
to its sort of heights in the early 90s before, mm-hmm. obviously, it fell behind Maurizio. But long story short, they ended up having, like, a falling out. He fell out of love with her because she had kind of started, like, pulling strings behind his back. And he'd left her for another woman. She was not taking any of that shit. And she hired, along with her psychic... Yeah, <laughs> Her psychic advisor. Played by Salma Hayek. Played by Queen Salma. (laughs) They hired hitmen and Patrizia had her ex-husband or her estranged husband murdered. Yeah. I don't think that they were fully divorced at that time or were they? Yeah, their divorce had been finalized in... 1991. Okay, so yeah, so they were divorced, but I was like, okay, was she just like so upset that he was seeing Paola, his mistress or whatever, because they'd been like living together. Anyways, we're kind of getting off subject about the whole thing. No, totally. No, no, totally. She, it was interesting because the interview that you and I were talking about in the car where Gaga talks about her method acting and and, like pulling from sense memory and and all these things and even health, mental health comes out like, you know, because you see this in the film where Patricia's really, she's really cunning and she's she's a shrewd businesswoman. Yeah. She has business acumen. She has more business acumen than Maurizio himself. Oh, absolutely. So, and I think, and it's interesting because a lot or some of Gucci's success today could be attributed to Patricia. I think so. I mean, she's the one that... Absolutely. You know, but... Yeah. Um, but and then Gaga yesterday, because uh, the interviewer asked her a really interesting question. She was like, have you met Patricia? Like, would you like to meet Patricia Reggiani? And Gaga was like, no. She was like, I don't want to collude with Patricia. You know? She was like, and I don't want to feed into this narrative where she's like, Patricia glorifies herself as being the person that may or may not have had a hand in killing, in killing Maurizio. <laughs> because... <laughs> they asked Patricia, they were like, did you do it? You know, yeah. Did you kill him? And she, uh, her response was just great. She was like, listen, I didn't do it, but I'm also not guilty. So it was like... What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like, okay, so then what... <laughs> What's the answer, you know? And then they asked her again. They're like, why didn't you do it? And she was like, my eyesight isn't good. And how they even... I didn't want to miss. I didn't want to miss. How they even found out about... Because, you know, the investigative part of it. Yes. They caught her two years later. Okay. After she moved in back to the Gucci, to Maurizio's house, she kicked out the mistress. She kicked out the mistress or or the partner. The current partner. She was a partner. And uh, moved in. And then the guy, one of the men involved in the murder, because there were three. Uh, oh. There was the drive, the 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 guy driving, mm-hmm. the one that coordinated, and the one that actually did it. Yeah. So there were three guys, and one of them was going around Milan saying that he had killed uh, Gucci. Dummy. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and what happened was Lady Ga- like Gucci's uh, Patrizia Reggiani. There's so many. Wait, I know so many names. Funny, funny <laughs> enough, they called Patrizia Reggiani Lady Gucci. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, I, she really. I mean, she, she was. She fucking was. She was so proud. Oh my god. Of being in the Gucci family, and then you. I mean, we also have to like take into consideration that Reggiani came from a really. She came from po- her mother. Grew up in poverty, and yeah, they only came into money after the mom married Reggiani. The, oh yeah. The businessman yeah, who was yeah, yeah. presumably wealthy, but still working class. So the press loved to depict Reggiani as like a gold digger and mm-hmm. whatnot. 
But in the two instances, the first time when she married Maurizio, Maurizio had no money. Yeah, he'd been kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> he'd been so kicked out. That you you see in the film that they fall in love because she's from a working class family. Maurizio's father. They they go to introduce her to Rodolfo, and he quickly realizes that she's like not of upper class. She's yeah. not like in their echelon, if you will. And so he basically tells Maurizio, he's like. Yeah, you can hang out with her and you can date her and you can like fool around or whatever, but she's not wife material. Yeah. And Maurizio's like, I disagree. Like, I want to marry her. And so he's like, All right, if you marry her, like, you're out. And so they basically have like a full falling out. And Maurizio goes to live with Patrizia and her family. He ends up working for the trucking company for a few years. And they're actually like, they're really happy and in yeah. love. And then it's really not until. Aldo, the uncle, comes back and reaches out to them after they've already been married and says, like, hey, I'm sorry I didn't make your wedding. He invites them to a birthday party and she is sort of, again, enveloped in, like, the idea of being of a super insanely wealthy family. I think she gets caught up in it again. And so that's, uh, I think, really when she starts to push Maurizio to get back into the family business yeah. and then they reconcile, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it's kind of that weird thing of where it's like, you know, what do they say? Like, mo money, mo problems. Oh, yeah, you think so? <laughs> mo money, mo murder. Like, <laughs> she, I mean, if you look up, if you look at it, you know, when they got back into it and all that money came like flashing back in, that's really when the problem started. Yeah, I think she wanted, I mean, she just wanted to manage the company on his behalf because Maurizio made her, uh, appointed her as a head of, she had a very important role within the company. But I still think that she didn't do it for money. I I think she had him killed because she loved him so much that if she couldn't possess him, Oh, she's a Sagittarius, by the way. Uh, her, <laughs> yo, I I did. I went in on the research on this woman last night because I was oh my like, God. who is Patrizia Reggiani? Like, what? Yeah. It didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, people know what she did and, and who she who she is. But yeah, her birthday is um, December the 2nd. Okay, so overall though, Brooke, what did you... What did you think of the film? What I did, loved it. You loved it? Okay. I did. It was high camp. This movie... <laughs> this movie is so bad. <laughs> it's... It's so bad and so good. I mean, there's just so much to talk about, right? I mean, we've been talking just about sort of like the basis of the story for the last however many minutes (laughs) getting into it. But breaking it down, just all of sort of like the elements of the film, we could talk about each sort of like department or area for hours. So like, for instance, like, I mean, House of Gucci, Gucci, fashion, the clothes, right? We had talked about this last night where it's like, why do you want to see it? It's like, okay, Gucci, like the fucking clothes. Yeah, same. The costumes were stunning. Yeah. They were so fun. And, you know, reading about it. Did you have a favorite? Oh, a favorite look? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, so a couple of my favorite parts, which I think we kind of agree, uh-huh. not necessarily on like Gaga's looks because Gaga's looks were just like, they were perfect. They were so beautiful. But there are a couple like really fun points in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's one where we see them, they've just arrived to New York. They're like 
getting into the mix, getting back into the fashion world. And then I think they go back to Milan and then they go to the Versace fashion show. Yeah. And you actually see like Gianni coming, like they're at like a, a Versace fashion show, which is so fun. Yeah. And then flash forward 12, 13 years, I think. Yeah. And then they're at Tom Ford's first show. Mm-hmm. Those two points in the film, I was just so excited about because I'm like, okay, like how Janty Yates, who's the costume designer, did an amazing job. But I was like, okay, wait, how are they going to actually like portray this? And the Tom Ford, show i was like nearly weeping it was perfect <laughs> yeah it was really good <laughs> it was good. so good and yeah. we were like yelling because yeah. like they had some of the models yeah. like they had girls portraying pat at versace pat cleveland and then they had a couple of the girls kate at moss. kate moss mm-hmm. and they had a couple others at the tom ford show and like it was just such a fun thing to see yeah as far as costumes go I thought her wedding dress was really fun. Interesting. Okay. You know, because yeah. it was just sort of like, that's really hard to do. Yeah. Sometimes is portray almost like a middle class, someone that's in her wealth group. It's like, okay, like what do they wear at a wedding? But you obviously are hoping that his family's going to be there. So it's like, okay, like mm. thinking about like, what would she, what would this woman who has a sense for fashion, who might not be able to spend a certain kind of money on that fashion. I was just like really interested to see what her wedding dress was going to be. And I, I thought it was really cute. It had this like high low moment, a really beautiful veil. And it was just so... I don't know. I get easily wrapped up in like the entertainment of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see that point in the film where she looked so beautiful. It was their wedding. They were so happy. You know, they have a it couple exciting. of the costumes at, at Fitum. Oh, my gosh. OK, mm-hmm. we have to go. Yeah, we absolutely have to go. As far as costumes go, what what, what were your favorite looks? I- it's interesting that you mentioned the the wedding dress because yeah. I, it was something that I was also looking at last night. Kind of, I'm always curious about what brides decide to wear on their yeah. on their big day because yeah. I'm like, I think a wedding dress is it it exemplifies the pinnacle of a woman's fantasy. You yeah. Know? It's oh my like, god. Yes. Because weddings are such a big thing, you know, and then I mean, societally they like that, yada, yada. I, I find <laughs> wedding dresses fascinating because every time I go thrifting or something, I'm yeah. like, I always look at a wedding dress because yeah. I'm like, who the, wore this? Who wore this? And why? And why was it made? With that being said, I enjoyed her white suit, that white yeah. tailored suit oh. that she wore when they arrived. Oh, and when the uncle basically goes up to Patrizia in the scene, at their, they're at a Gucci store in Manhattan. And I'll She's trying on looks, she's right? Trying, like they had just arrived to New York yeah. and she's in the store and she's like having fun and just being like, oh, I want to try this outfit on and whatever. And it's this insanely, <laughs> like impeccably tailored white skirt. Gucci suit. Skirt suit. It's mm-hmm. guys, holy shit, this suit is fucking beautiful. And then Aldo gives her like a black crocodile bag and he's like, you know what? Everything in the store is yours. Just pick it up and then take it. And it was like... We both, like, I, I think like, I yeah. grabbed your arm I like, and I was oh, like, oh my our, God. Yeah, I was like, that's the fucking dream. <laughs> that Imagine. is the dream. No, that was, yeah. Funny enough, I used to work, and this we can totally mention, I used to work for a woman very similar to Patricia at Vivian. Really? She was married to the C, uh, COO and just just made our lives a living hell. But unlike Patricia, this woman had no business acumen oh. 
at yeah. all. So, so she was just rolling in being like, my husband, blah, blah, blah. Yes, precisely. But the whole Ugh. Vivian Westwood store and showroom was her closet. Like she would yeah. do that. She would go in and be like, okay, well, I, I don't want to wear this anymore. Like give me my my cashmere set she would just like the off shop the, off the rack no yeah. wouldn't shop to the point where like but just like pull like go i mean shop as in like go in and like pull it and mm-hmm. just be like okay this i'm taking this yeah she's yeah she stole so i i denounced her to the company i yeah i was like you either get either she goes or i go go whoa yeah but Were you guys on only- commission there <laughs> no i wasn't <laughs> girl <laughs> i broke my back for that company because i was thinking you know Mm -hmm. if you my whole point of asking that was like Uh oh you know because some some of those stores you are on commission and so it's like if someone's coming in and taking merchandise that you would be able to sell and make money off of i mean even just like as a company yeah that's crazy yeah no i mean i i got corporate involved so they flew in from london to like to see what was up and so she never came back she never came (gasps) back so i basically we confiscated or took back $145,000 worth of clothing. And I was like, it was like a cleanse because the... I am, my jaw right now, (laughs) if you could see we're not taping today, but my jaw is like in my lap. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I was, I've had, I'd had it. I'd had it, dude. That's so frustrating Mm -hmm. because it's like, she's just coming in and using it, like you said, like as her personal closet. And making our lives a living hell. Ugh. That's so, fucked up. I know. I made up a, a fake email address and everything. Every I like sent photos of everything and then Oh my god. And I, I told my friend, I was like, bro, if they don't fucking listen to me, if corporate doesn't listen to me, I'm taking this to women's wear daily <gasps> and to every single publication that I can like have access to here in LA because people need to know. And after that, after like confiscating that much um inventory, we had I had a massive blowout sale for like my colleagues, my stylist friends, and my clients. I was oh like, just my take god, because it. it was bad juju. Yeah, you know. But we yeah. had a showroom filled with like demi couture. I, <gasps> I like, bitch. I mean, you know, she just loved to collect. She she didn't she didn't wear any of it. So there was a lot of parallels. That's so weird. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, thinking about it, it's like wow. Actually, yeah, there are some parallels there. Okay, but okay, sorry, we deviated off topic. But As my we favorite, I know. <laughs> my favorite, my my favorite was the the white Gucci suit. Yes, of course, absolutely. Um, what I found kind of like di- like there was a dissonance when she arrived to the ski slope in this like hot red tra- uh, ski suit. It looked like Montclair. I have to go back and look at the stills, but I think it was Montclair. The 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 goggles that she wears, the mask, the full suit, the suit. I thought I saw a little logo oh, on really? it that it was Montclair. Yeah. The 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 mask is is Dior. It's Christian Dior. Oh my god! By the way, if you're about to tell me that you have that, I I'm did. gonna throw this. Yeah. Mic. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, and I found it again. By the way, so I'm like, I'm, I'm already You're like, like, should I buy it? Again? I'm definitely buying something. I have to. I, I mean, you know me, bitch. Yeah. I can't fucking like, <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> I can't not see something and then not buy it. It's like, did you even huh? sleep last night? Me? We, oh. we, I got home. We went to the 845 show here. Yeah. By the, the fucking movie's really long. The movie is so long. I didn't get home after we rode together. I dropped you off. I walked in the door at 1230 this oh, okay. morning. And I know that you were up fucking yeah, I was like up researching three in the and like morning. hunting popped, down pieces. Yeah, I popped an edible and I was like, all right, well, fuck it. What was Reggiani all about? My Sagittarian queen. Where are those Dior <laughs> no, goggles? Where are those Dior goggles? I found them. They're in Japan. 
So and then the, the thing is, I've, I've had them already. I've had like two of those. I sold one to What Goes Around Comes Around a long time ago. And every time I find them, they were like $200, $300. Now they're like $1,200. I was going to say they're probably about yeah. $1,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, I'm supposed to sell them at 3000 and then market them as like the ones that Gaga wore. You know, because that's what I do. Oh, well, that's what I did with the Moschino um, skirt suit. Right. I think that was like one of the most... Like the the highlight of this week in terms of like my personal finds. Yes, yes. So, well, let's wrap up House of Gucci, yeah, right, and then right. we'll I because this is definitely something that I want to talk to you about because mm-hmm. this is very very exciting stuff. But House of Gucci. Yeah, go watch it. Go watch it. Yeah, it is high camp, <laughs> Honestly, y'all. The it's movie an experience. is bad. It's an experience. The movie is bad. In fact, <laughs> there is one thing before we what? wrap up here that I do want to kind of touch point on Tom Ford, who is Zaddy. It is, oh my God, <laughs> just got, oof, that man. Um, okay, so Tom Ford, who famously resurrected Gucci almost immediately after this whole movie takes place. You see Tom Ford kind of come in towards the end and like he has his first show and it's incredibly received, obviously as it was in real life. But Tom Ford actually wrote a little... I guess, like an op-ed for Airmail Weekly, which is a newsletter that's run by Graydon Carter, the old editor-in-chief of Vanity Fair. But Tom Ford wrote an op-ed. It's kind of funny, and it sort of speaks to what sort of our ideas of the film were. So there's a moment. So Paolo Gucci, who is played by Jared Leto, is sort of the like eccentric cousin of Maurizio Gucci. He owns part of his father Aldo's half. So he's just like another owner when all this is going down. But he is a creative. In the film, it's portrayed that he's just like really like dying to design for the brand. And his designs are really wacky. And there's this moment where he, you know, is showing his uh, sketches to his uncle, Rodolfo, who's like, what am I looking at? And he's like, oh, I put pastels and brown together. And it's like there's this whole moment And Rodolfo basically shuts him down along like his own father had basically done his whole life. But he was like, you can't let anyone see these sketches. Like Mm -hmm. you're like basically you're a joke. I need to see these sketches for myself. I do too. I'm a slut for pastels and um, pastels and brown and brown together. Actually, like (laughs) we love. It was kind of this moment where I was like, um, uh, (laughs) am I being red? (laughs) But it is that thing. It's like this whole battle, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of throughout the film, like the old guard meeting the new guard. Yeah. So Tom Ford in this article, you know, kind of goes over just Jared Leto's performance as Paolo, who he knew. Oh. I'm just going to read this to you guys because it's pretty funny. Oh um, it says, however, Leto as Paolo does have some of the best lines in the film and manages to actually piss on the famed Gucci Flora scarf created for Princess Grace. I was jealous of that. It was something that I always wanted to do myself wow. as I was constantly being asked to try to revive that damned scarf. Mm, the Flora Prince. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as he's in the room with his uncle, you know, sort of like pleading to him, like, please give me attention, like, you know, just really vying for his love and like, you know, just, I think, praise Mm -hmm. um, over his designs. There's on a table in the background, Rodolfo's famed 
Gucci Flora scarf, <laughs> which he designed specifically for Princess Grace. And he's like, you know, your designs are a joke. He basically points to the scarf and he's like, you should study that. Yeah. That's true fashion or whatever yeah, he says. Yeah, there are no pastels and browns There are in no this. pastels yeah. and browns. And then as after Rodolfo leaves, Paolo puts it on the floor and pisses on yeah. it, which is <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> I think everyone just like really kind of like laughed at that moment. But I thought it was really funny that in this sort of op-ed that Tom Ford was like, oh, I was actually jealous of that moment because I wanted to do the same. And I was like, oh my God, this is epic. <laughs> Tom Ford in this article also says, and I quote, but the true star of the film for me is Gaga. It is her film and she steals the show. In her often over-the-top portrayal of Patrizia Gucci, her accent migrates occasionally from Milan to Moscow. <laughs> but who cares? Her performance is spot on. Her face is the thing that one can't take one's eyes off of. When she is on screen, she owns the frame. Not an easy task with so many seasoned and talented cast members vying for our attention. Too many, in fact. Fact. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, that yeah. all, again, her accent varied from yeah. Milan to Moscow. Yeah. I was like dying laughing. I was like, oh shit. Because it really does. Like her, her accent was sort of all over the place. But again, it's that thing of where it's like, okay, this is, you know, maybe not <laughs> the best. But it's it was so fun to watch. It really was, I think, so fun to watch. I don't know. I'm gonna recommend it to everyone. It was so much fun. I had a blast. I mean, as a as a Gaga fan, I refuse to call myself a little monster. But Are um, you I'm Are not. You? No. <laughs> I am not. Because <laughs> There is, there are periods and phases of Gaga yes. that I like. You know, I loved her Mugler when she like teamed up with Nicola. Yes. And that whole like um, period of her Joanne period of yeah. Gaga. Oh, you like the Joanne period? Did not, no. Oh, okay, Didn't. me either. Yeah. Me either. Okay. <laughs> I and I'm like, not a Gaga fan. The music not... is fine. I'll be out at the gay bar. And, gra- gra- what is it, Chromatica? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, mm-hmm. I'm probably aging myself. <laughs> but <laughs> what are the kids listening to these days? No. Um, I mean, yeah, there are some songs that there's like a remix with Arca and like all of the great. But I genuinely wanted to see her uh, thrive in this yeah. in this role, and um, I think she did. I admire her for trying, for attempting. You know, she what, went for it. She goes full on out. She does, and she commits. Yeah. And she's such a workaholic, and she has such a work, a great work ethic that you can tell. You you, you, you see, you can't it. be that successful uh, without being a little manic. Um, yeah, and wanting to do it all. Yeah, but I just found it funny that like. Gaga's own accent coach. I researched her too, Beatrice. So Beatrice, she was like, that was not me. (gasps) That was not, I I did not mean to like make her sound Russian. That was all her. Oh my God. Because yes, there are, I think that's, that is probably my biggest critique. Yeah. The accents, they were just not, I mean, it's funny that Tom Ford pointed out Jared Leto's character as, you know, having the best one-liners because if it was intended to be a comedy, Jared Leto, for sure, Jared Leto and Al Pacino's relationship as father and son was amazing. Al Pacino, the cantankerous old Italian man, nailed it. Tom Uh, talks about that in his... (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. I'm just going to like... It's so fucking good. Ultimately, again... I'm going to recommend it to people because it was so fun. It's an experience. I think it's an experience. Go watch it. I think it'll be like, it'll probably be in the same 
you know, because Mommy Dearest with uh, Faye Dunaway. Yes, of that, course. That was supposed to be uh, like a, a serious, like... Oh, it's camp. Know, it's like this is a tell-all of Christine Crawford. It, it It's hilarious. Yeah. You know, it, and then it's like the mother... What and the, the tagline for that movie was uh, was like... It was like the, the the mother of them all or something, like, you know. <laughs> and it turned into like a horror film camp. Yeah. This is and then Gaga even. It's funny because Gaga in the last inter, in the interview that I was watching last night, when she was talking about her acting and the Susan Bart, I forget Susan something method. She was like, I just want to make people laugh. I want to make people smile, and I I pray for like you know peace on earth. And I'm just like that made me like her even more. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a woman that like yeah, she takes her job very seriously. But at the end of the day, she knows that, you know, she's competing against herself and she is an entertainer. Yeah. So she entertains. That she does. It was truly entertaining. So... I would see it again. I fucking loved it. <laughs> the amount of TikTok fodder, that, oh my God. like sound bites that could be taken from that fucking film. Seriously. Several. So much. That kind of <laughs> wraps up our, our very long-winded review of really? House of Gucci, oh. I think. But yeah, jumping into... I mean, other personal news. We have to talk. Johnny, please tell us about your most recent piece that you've acquired, which is near and dear to my heart. And I'm so excited to hear about this. Yeah, the Moschino suit. My my assistant buyer, Rex, Rex. was actually the one that um, helped me source it. And it's this Moschino houndstooth skirt suit set from 1990, designed by Franco Moschino. And the suit that I have is it's the matching set. So it's red houndstooth jacket, red houndstooth um, skirt. But what really sets it apart from the many Moschino, like, amazing things that Franco did was that Lady Diana wore this a version of it yeah with the same red jacket and she paired hers with black with the black skirt yeah. right and then um the, I was like I was studying a couple of the photos because she wore it on several occasions yeah too. She yeah wore it in I 1990. saw your post about that which is really interesting because, I mean, we love a sustainable queen, obviously. Yeah. But something that I thought was really interesting was I was like, you know, I'm a massive Diana fan. Like, she really was like the people's princess, yeah. right? Yeah, And I think she was one of, like, the first, for me, like, personal, like, fashion icons. Yeah. What's interesting is I don't remember her wearing a ton of Moschino. And this is Moschino cheap and chic, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is, like, yeah. kind of insane to, yeah. like, think about because at that level, you're fucking princess <laughs> yeah were they divorced at the time i think they had separated i think they separated by then in one of the photos she from 1991 she was uh yeah, she was mid-embrace with william who was a child at the time and the press was kind of depicting her as like you know the fun mom and like yeah. the, the doting yeah. you know in the research that i was doing she wore moschino well i mean from what i found she wore moschino twice that houndstooth skirt suit and then this other like army green with like a really cute hat but she it's interesting you also say that that for you uh, she was kind of like the early style icon yeah because that's how i kind of relate to lady diana yeah growing up there were three people that we talked about in the in the household. Selena, because, uh -huh. oh know, my god, Selena, Walter Mercado. The... Oh my god! Wait, we. Walter. 
David, remind me, we need to do a full fucking episode on Walter Mercado. Walter Mercado, holy shit. An icon. Like, I'm like speechless. Like, an, yeah. a fucking yeah. icon. So, for those of you who don't know oh about God. Walter Mercado, Walter Mercado is, would you call it a psychic, astrologer yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Puerto Rico? And he just, the only way that I can describe him is as being like the Puerto. Puerto Rican liber- Liberace. Liberace, yeah, for sure. And like in this sense Caftans of like, hands and yes. extravagance mm-hmm. and Opulence. beauty and op- uh, yes. Um. Oh my God. Okay, so, so Walter was, Mercado <laughs> it and was, then yeah, Selena, Walter Mercado, <laughs> and Lady Diana. Yeah. And it was okay. Like, <laughs> okay. And it was kind of like like for being immigrants, you know, like we spoke about her a lot just because she was always on the news. Yeah. And I was like, I think I was three years old when this suit came out. I remember when she died, up until the moment where she died, it was this thing where like, oh, what is, what's Lady Diana up to now? Mm -hmm. You know? She was everywhere. She was everywhere. And then so for me, like early on, I think that that's where my relationship kind of ties in with her because I do associate Lady Diana with me growing up in LA and kind Mm. of like, I don't know, looking at different, looking at women to see how they were dressed and then seeing yeah. Walter and I was like, wait, is he a man? Is he a woman? Like, what? Can I dress like that then? Can, if I sound like that? Oh, it's all these things. And then finding that suit, it's being dry cleaned right now. Um, it is for sale. I don't, I just wanted to touch it. I wanted to see like how it was made, yeah. what's, what's in it, what makes it special. And then I was, this whole week for me, last week was go time, you know? Yeah. You mentioned something last night. About, oh, Roland Murray? No, oh. which we will get into, but... Uh-huh. um Oh, yeah. Our lovely Johnny was also in Vogue again. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so, yeah, let's chat about... What was this article? It was... It's the Vogue UK. Our favorite Vogue. I was interviewed... <laughs> I was interviewed... <laughs> the only Vogue, just kidding. The only Vogue that matters. <laughs> oh, my God! I just remembered... There was an Anna Wintour cameo oh last night. Not cameo because it wasn't her, but it was like, even that was just, why did she move like a lizard woman? Like, I'm she like, moves like that. <laughs> Does she really? Oh my gosh, like this. Okay, so that. <laughs> she, and I share, she and I share a birthday. We were both born. So, That's right. Yeah. That's right. And there was somebody else too that is your birthday twin. Someone major. I th- Kendall Jenner. No. Oh, no. Let me. <laughs> I mean, sure, but. Not like, my no. 818 queen. But yes, okay, so there okay. was. Yeah, we I mean, did have someone portray Anna Wintour and my king Andre Leon oh, Talley yeah. in this meeting with Maurizio as he's now f- almost fully assumed yeah. ownership. Oh yeah, I liked his one um, line. He was like, "I want Gucci to be the Vatican of fashion." Yeah, and he did make it that. He did make he it. He made that. it that. But he also said, "Remember, he was like, uh, she was like, how are you going to finance this?'" Oh, and he was like, "We probably will have some losses." And he yeah. was like, "But you have to go down before you go, you go up." up. Kind of speaks to really what he did because he drove that fucking car company into the ground yeah and then that's my biggest fear i mean it's like speaking of expansion like this week for me was about really dividing up my inventory and allocating budgets for next season's buy because the the business that i'm in it's so irregular it's like yeah you know going back to the vogue uk article oh yeah well (laughs) no no no, i know but it all ties in together because i'm still surprised that british people they have vivian westwood now on a like they bashed her before they really revered her you know and i think that like during this whole like period of bashing vivian because it became like cool to do to make fun of you know her and her designs she flourished elsewhere 
you know, she flourished in Japan, but now the UK is kind of like, they've taken notice, you know, as to like what she's doing. And the article that I was interviewed for was, they asked me why the Francois Boucher print had stood the test of time, you know, up until today. And I told them, I was like, well, first of all, she used two Boucher prints, not just one. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, like trying to get back at the specifics of why why the popularity and why the resurgence of corsets and and, yeah. and that Boucher print with Daphne and Chloe. And they credit me, my taste, the shop, Pechuga, as, you know, the one that brought back or like really put everyone in this print, you know? Yeah, and absolutely. To, to I the, agree. <laughs> to the point where We've like... Said, I've said that before. I, I know. Said that but it's so funny because I, I still, you know, yesterday, like I, I have this like drawer in my kitchen that's just like float, like... It's packed with like magazines recent that I'm that my name is in, that my words are in, my opinion, my pieces. I credit it's like a published stylist and all these things, which to me is crazy because I'm like, you know, I think you and I were talking about yesterday, like what we were planning on doing. I do nothing except research and <laughs> and live this really weird hermetic life. We were talking about I, hobbies. Yeah. And like things All we I, like to do for fun. And you were like, I just like to research. I just like to read. <laughs> and look at things and look online. At things and online I was like, and buy okay. them and then that's it. You know, and like yeah. and, con- and deconstruct them like in the way that I can. And to me, Vivian Westwood is I don't know, just the fucking genius. Like there is. Uh, and then, and then You are her champion. Like truly. <laughs> like and I hope yeah. I hope that they know it's that. So and they, I, you know, and I'm sure they do. Oh, they don't care. They actually tried to silence me the other day. Um, uh, yeah, bitch. What? Yeah. Because their marketing department made a gaffe with, oh, I think I told you. Yes, you with did. With this kitten corset. Yep. And um, it was it was the <laughs> reissue. It the re- wasn't the original. It was or, just, yeah. It was a commemorative piece yeah. that they wanted to be the first to have. I accidentally, they sold it to me accidentally before anyone else before the company could post it anywhere else and so like every time you see a kitten corset it's attributed to pechuga because they think that i was the one that did it first yeah but um and then they were they came back at me the the global brand manager was like hey can you can you not do that can you not like post anything take everything down and i was like respectfully no respectfully no no yeah heart i was like hard (laughs) hard pass bro no heart my favorite response (laughs) i (laughs) yeah i I spent way too much money i told them i was like i spent way too much of my own money it was uh and i bought the piece to commemorate kind of another british vogue mention you know yes that's right i'm like no like you can't the other day while we were trying because gosh navigating Thanksgiving in terms of marketing is so was very oh, difficult because yeah. no one you know it's like people were shunning the word Thanksgiving even though they were like playing around tiptoeing around saying like oh I'm grateful for yada yada but I'm like bruh from my perspective it's a day of mourning like yeah so I don't yeah you know it's, it's just another Thursday but at the end of the day, also, you know, I have to be really smart. Like, my income depends on the fluctuation of trends. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because in a weird outsider's perspective looking in, I'm in charge of that. Like, I'm in charge yeah. of making the trend. And I'm like, yeah. you know, last night I was like, just I eat a lot of edibles. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, three edibles 
deep in. Whoa, and I was you like, do eat a lot. Mm-hmm. I have like half and nah. I'm on another planet. No, I'm like three edibles in deep and I'm just like thinking, I'm like, oh my God, like what? And then I like take myself out and I'm like, bro, you're not curing cancer here. Like just post and publish. <laughs> <laughs> but you get so much in your head, you know, I think yeah. your business too. It's so image driven. Yeah. We have to adapt to what the consumer also wants while still remaining authentic to our voice and mm-hmm. our vision and our aesthetic. Yeah. You absolutely. Know? It's like I which I find fascinating, which I also find you have to be it's multi level like oh, yeah. lot of reasoning, you know? It's <laughs> I like know. I I was oh my god, speaking of, I was reading this. I follow dazed fashion. Oh yeah. And they had one article where they like, what does the yassification mean of like oh, all these things? You know, all these yeah. things. And then people in the comment sections were like, come on, it's just a meme. Like, we don't have to like dissect the yassification. Oh, by the way, for anyone not in the know, the yassification is, <laughs> it's like the hyper digitalization yeah. of like normal looking faces to the point where like it's airbrushed to the max yeah she, everyone just looks like a cartoon but you've seen it everywhere like now i think in the last like two weeks yes i've seen <laughs> the like golden girls posters the <laughs> yeah. golden girls like portraits of like famous art like it's yeah. fucking it's i mean i was curious i was like oh and then i was like no i was like i don't care <laughs> but yeah it's, unless uh, you're a meme creator which you know yeah 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 i yeah. look you want to be one <laughs> I mean, you're like meme memeable. adjacent. Memeable. Yeah. <laughs> you're very memeable. Well, yes, that too. <laughs> but yeah, I just quickly about that. It was, you know, the, the commentators were like, come on. Like, it's just a meme. You know, it's like, why do journalists have to like dissect that? But it's their job. It's their like, job. Jur- that's, that's the, and I, I kind of like, I was talking to another colleague who was the one who told me to go watch the Gucci movie for, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. So she just, she gave me really good advice. She was like, just, just always be yourself. Yeah. And this week was kind of a testament to that because, you know, I think we touched upon it yesterday. I am a recovering alcoholic. So the holidays for me are really fucking hard, hard. because I'm alone. And by choice, but also I get to, I get to be bad because I'm on no one's watch. Mm -hmm. It's the holidays. Everyone's like, I'm out of my, out of, what is it? Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Let me go run amok and do my shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then come back and be like really proper. Like, oh, this is da da da. But this week was like, nah, like this week I was like, all right, motherfucker. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, all right, dude, (laughs) do a live unboxing. Yeah. Do your stories. Put your shit on. Yeah. Sell to the point where like a couple of my clients reached out and they were like, Johnny, are you okay? Like, are you like, why are you selling everything? Like, what what's going on? And I was yeah, like, because you were like, you yeah, had basically like, gone through and well, you, I, <laughs> but I thought I, you were just clearing out inventory. Thank you. Well, yeah. And, and and I guess so. I will say like in our private conversation, mm-hmm. I know that we like joke about you being a hoarder, which uh, I don't necessarily think a is high like, fashion scuttle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't necessarily think that you're on that level, but I do think that it is healthy as collectors. You get to a point where it's like, okay, you have all of this stuff, but you know, you guys had said like one, there's a price for everything. And two, you know, kind of going back to your business being so trend driven. And I mean, same as mine, honestly, but you want to clear 
you want to clear space for the things that are coming yeah and the things the trends that you want to set essentially yeah. right so i personally didn't clock you getting rid of shit as yeah. You know, a red flag or anything like that. I was just like, oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, I also know that you're buying, you've been buying a lot of stuff. (laughs) And so knowing, you know, in prep for the holidays or what have you, uh, to make space for the things that you're bringing in, I think that's really smart. And it's the thing you said it too online. You were like... I just really want these to go to a good home and to be loved. Thanks for listening to all of that. Because oh I'm God. like, no, because I, you know, we post things and I always like, I'm like, no one's gonna fucking look at this, and then which does get a little because I'm I, I'm a marketer, like yeah. I have to be that for my company, you know. And yeah. it's like when I see numbers not adding up, even though like, okay, I have to tell myself, I'm like, don't worry, dude. You got money. Money's better than it. But that's like a social currency that, mm-hmm. come on, we're all privy to. Yeah. But with that being said, I unloaded a couple of Vivian Westwood pieces Yay. to make room for Jean-Paul Gaultier. I know. So which will be arriving anytime soon. I'm very excited to see yeah, that Yeah, I'm probably hyping it up more than I, I should be. But no. it's been... I like it. I'm, I'm having fun. Well, that's... <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> One, how lucky are we to be in, you know, our own businesses or in our own industries where we are able to have so much fun? It is fucking hard. I think we put in the time, too. Yeah, we've also put in a lot of time. Speaking of time. Yeah. Oh, hey, (laughs) guys. Wow. I truly, I mean, we did spend so much time talking about House of Gucci. Uh, Uh, Which we can again (laughs) if we want. (laughs) Episode two. Episode two, House House of Gucci. Gucci. So we had a little field trip and it was great. For work purposes. For work purposes, for research, business expense. Absolutely. (laughs) It was research, market research. Yeah. That's what I call it when I go shopping at Chanel. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Market research. (laughs) It is. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Please go see House of Gucci. Please check out Johnny's Instagram as he is unloading some of his inventory to yeah. make room for some very exciting things. Anything you're working on that we should know about? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at stylistbrook. You can find Johnny on Instagram at pachuga underscore vintage. And you can find us at fittingroompod. Pod. <laughs> <laughs>